Hello, hello, hey, hey, welcome, welcome to JDR Creatives Podcast, or as I like to call it, the audio journal of my life. Good morning. Good morning. It is November 6, 2022. I'm going to give you the lost episode five today. I know it's a month early because normally I would record a recorded in December and then you would get the year end. But the way I feel, I feel like I've really written some works that I have personally, you know, I I felt strong about. And then at the same time, you know, I try to have at least 50 poems by the end of every year, you know, because that gives me almost four a month, once a week I'm I'm writing. And um, there could be some, some more powerful poems that happen over in that time. And if they do, then I will just include them in the year wrap up. Um, I don't really feel, I mean, there are some other poems that I am sitting on, but I just don't feel like they will be of what this year is. And so um, I was in Jacksonville this last week and I just was like, you know, I'm, I think I'm ready to record that episode. I was looking back on poems and, and I was just like, wow, like I, you know, you get to this part of the year and you start looking back and you're like, damn, I really wrote some poems. And so um, briefly, you know, before we get to the year and wrap up, I recorded an episode like two months ago. I did not publish it. I don't, I can't even remember what it was about. I think once I get done with this, I'll probably go back and look at it. Um, the year has been a, a, a challenging in a different way. Um, It's been challenging in the way of me sticking to the plan that I set for myself as far as walking in, um, in the space of uncomfortable, you know, just being uncomfortable, constantly challenging myself to stay there and not run back into those comfortable spaces, running back to being the version of myself um, that I, I've, become accustomed to. And so there's been a lot of work, a lot of things that have been asked to do. And really, um, as I go forward into the next year, the next year will be about a better balance. Um, I will continue to walk into these uncomfortable spaces, but it's more about um, not just what I'm doing in that uncomfortable space, but to actually make sure that I am gaining everything that I want. So that's just me kind of taking you into the thoughts of of everything. And like I said, more to come on that year in episode. I don't want to spoil it. Um, Some of these poems will lead into some of that thought process. And um, I'm happy to to give you the lost episode five. So we're going to start first poem written on January 1st. I like to I like to write a poem the last day of the year. I like to write a poem the first day of the year. It just kind of really uh, gets my mind in the way that it needs to be. 
And so I normally don't do that, but I normally don't do it, but this is my world. And the reason why I'm going to give you um, last year's poem first and then this one is because I kind of want to under, I want you to understand where I was going. So uh, December 31st, 2021, enlightened and inspired at times defeated and tired. This year has challenged me, forcing me to look within, to reflect so that I can achieve any and everything that is meant for me. Um, and then we come to January 1st, 2022. The ghost of yesterday whisper closely, attempting to distract you. This has been something you have battled for quite some time. Now the moment has arrived to silence all outside noise. Listen to your heart pushing through the fog to a place where peace and love resides. Um, 2021 was a year where uh, very uncertain, very, very uncomfortable spaces, but I didn't lean into them. Um, this first poem is basically saying that, hey, we even though there are things that could be different, this could be uncomfortable, things will try to distract you and keep you from the purpose you set. You got to keep going because ultimately what I want is peace and love. I want happiness, peace, love, happiness. And I'm not going to get that if I just continue to stay in that comfortable cottage that I made for myself. I've got to go walk into the night air and, and I've got to go claim what is mine. And to do that, it's taken a different mindset, a different focus and a different selfishness of self to get there. Uh, next poem. I allowed myself to feel it all, to bask in the moment, enjoying the light and what it brings. As I reflected, I learned that I was using hope to drive away my hurt. A poem speaks to me in ways that it was me at the beginning of the year trying to say, okay, let's slow down. Let's figure out where we want to go, what we're trying to do. Um, and let's actually just, just feel it all because too many times I would always have, as I call it, a toxic, po toxic positivity. Let's go, let's go, let's go. And, and sometimes you, you have to sit in the negativity. You have to sit in the bad things that happen because if you don't, you're not going to get to exactly what you want. You're just not, you're going to be lying to yourself and fooling yourself into something that it's never going to come to pass. So, yeah. This one right here, <laughs> poem three, is very important because it really is the backdrop of this year. It really speaks to my mindset in one way of how I look at the world around me. Very important. I no longer hold space for your perception of me. <laughs> my light <laughs> is mine to carry. Taking its warmth as you desire, all that I require is that you don't believe I have to live up to your interpretation of my existence. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a that's a good one, right? So <laughs> it, it it's such a powerful poem. It was me really you know, punching at the air, punching at the chest of the world to say, hey, look, you know, like, I, <laughs> this is me and this is what I'm going to be. 
And I refuse to be anything less of that. So I no longer hold space for your perception of me. Um, There are a lot of people who have been around my life that have a version of jam that is comforting and easy for them. And for me, it's been easy to be this avatar of some sorts and not be who I wanted to be. Uh, My light is mine to carry, taking its warmth as you desire. If you seek to be in my life and you seek to consume of my light, hey, do it at your own risk, at your own peril. I owe you nothing. Um, And that is said by saying all that I require is that you don't believe I have to live up, have to live up to your interpretation of my existence. Who you believe I'm to be can be whatever the fuck you want it to be. But that is not who I am if I say that this isn't who I am. And I get the right to choose and I get the right to change and I get the right to grow and I get the right to say how this goes. And if you don't like that, then may God bless and keep you. Um, Where I'm going, peace, love, happiness resides. There is a light that I seek to go to. And I, I internally have struggled with this measure for a long time of, uh, you know, I mean, I don't really want to, people who've come to know me or come to love me, I don't want to let them down. And for the first time in a long time, I don't really care how those people feel about it. I, I care that I am a decent human being. Um, so that's important. And it'll always be important to me, you know, um, but to be honest, I have to choose what's important to me and I have to choose the life that I want to live. And for a long time, I was kind of going through the motions. I was putting on a mask. I mean, we, we all live in a society in which sometimes we have to put on the mask for survival, but I was even letting people sit in chairs close to me who I didn't, I didn't even want them sitting near me. And that, that's a very lonely world to live in. It's true. Um, but the relationships that I acquire now are very vital to me. And so I don't, I don't really waste time trying to live up to other people's interpretations. I live up to who I want to be. Next poem. By the way, on this poem... If you went to my uh, Instagram, it is a beautiful picture of a sunset. I saw this lady walking on the beach, so it ended up, the picture worked perfect. And it inspired me to write this because I was thinking about, you know, those situations about love. I I haven't really been able to write about a lot of love as far as, like, loving a person. Um, Because really this year has been more about me loving myself, but... This is what I wrote. Remember, there isn't anything we can't achieve. Just hold my hand and believe we are meant to be. Um, Whoever she is and whenever she is coming near my life and we get into this space, um, I'll do anything to make sure that I can be there for her and make her happy. Um, I've went through enough I've learned enough to know how to make myself happy, but at the same time want to share moments with someone. And um, I just know that whoever gets to be my partner 
um, they get it. They get to have a great thing. So yeah. As we continue to explore each other, there remains a task to complete. Comprehension is the core. Communication is key. So go ahead and ask. As we seek to connect, you want to inspect the foundation we built that we must protect. And it comes off the back of the, it's, it's not love, but it's in a way it's like, Hey, this is what we are. Um, it comes back down to it. A lot of times relationships, you know, I've learned and I've listened to women tell me communication is key. No, no, no. Communication <laughs> can, can be key, but comprehension is the core. You cannot have the foundation built properly. If you, I mean, you can't build a house properly if you don't have its foundation. And found the foundation is comprehension. If we're not trying to come into the middle and understand one another, it doesn't matter what we're communicating. I can tell a person that the stove is hot 20 times. If they can't comprehend it, they're going to burn their hand each time. Um, this was, um, I wouldn't say it was a challenge, but it was more like, you know, write up, uh, you know, there's some, I think this one, there's another one. Um, this one was write a poem to the, to the voice of your inner child. There's another one that write a poem to the inner black man. So there's like two poems. This is the first one of those. Um, this is the voice of my inner child. I'm sorry. I wanted to make you proud. I feel like a failure. Um, there's so many things that have gone on over the last, I would say, I would say last decade, last 10 years from um, love to marriage to divorce, um, before divorce, uh, birth of my son, um, just really high highs. And after all those highs, are like extreme lows. And there's so many things that I went through that I just felt like I wasn't really the person that, you know, I needed to be. But when you look at this poem, it has such a duality of me being a child and at the same time me being an adult. Because to my child in me, the little boy in me, I feel like at times I failed me by doing certain things. And then I'm screaming out as a little boy to my parents or to my family that, hey, I, didn't, I don't feel like I was the interpretation of what you wanted. And to be able to say that, to get rid of it, to let it go, um, means the world to me. Uh, it was everything. And it was needed. This poem was written to my son. Um, the caption was, my greatest gift, I love you, I'm proud of you. It's a picture of me um, holding him after he was born when it was finally my turn to hold him. And what I wrote was, I am teaching him to live in the humanity of his existence as he learns the responsibility of his walk. Um, it is not easy to be a black man raising a black boy, but a biracial boy. And for him to go through the world and experiencing things that are not kind to him, but at the same time, trying to teach him to keep his spirit and to be free. And the beauty of being his father, uh, and I'm trying to do this without crying because I get emotional every time I take my son, is to see him 
to see the environment I have given him, which fosters such a bright light. He doesn't even see it. Things that I would, wouldn't say at his age, things that I, even now at my age, I'm very alert to being very careful of saying. He's very, he just has this truthfulness to him that creates an authenticity that you cannot run from. And um, <laughs> I'm very, very blessed that he was the gift that I was given. Through all the bullshit that I go through, um, through all the just the, the craziness that I've ha had to experience, the lows, I am so blessed that he was given to me and that he is my son. So, yeah. We going, going next. Okay. This experience hasn't come without a cost, at times feeling lost, without a direction or a path across the horizon out of view. Could that be the paradise I seek or is the paradise around me? Within the cracks of this pain extends the beauty of the lessons forged through relentless perseverance. Even as my heart breaks, feeling every emotion, knowing what is at stake, my happiness is within reach. And so, you know, at this, at this point in time, I'm still not working. <laughs> I'm really sitting down, taking the time to, to, you know, I'm applying for jobs, trying to figure things out. And at some time, I'm just really connecting with who I am and saying that, hey, for as much as I've worked and as much as I've said this is what I want or I need, I have to be honest with myself and 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 just appreciate who I am, appreciate what I am going to be. Because there's too many times where I was so critical of myself that I look back on it and I'm just like, why are you so critical? We the, the, the most precious resource we have is time. Beating yourself up about a, a moment or something like that. It's like, we got to learn from it and we got to grow. And so, you know, I'm, I'm turning that corner <laughs> at this point. Your smile is everything. I enjoy the opportunity to watch you wear it. Not enough is said as we continue to dance to that song. Maybe one day we won't get this wrong. Once you grace my presence with your smile, my heart breaks again into pieces. My heart breaks into pieces all over again. I'm sorry. Let me read that one again. Your smile is everything. I enjoy the opportunity to watch you wear it. Not enough is said as we continue to dance to that song. Maybe one day we won't get this wrong. Once you grace my presence with your smile, my heart breaks into pieces all over again. Sorry, I had to read that again because I tend to, when I wrote this poem, the way I said it initially is how I wrote it. And then I I had to, you know, rework it because I want you to feel the magnitude of, you know, have you ever loved someone and you just appreciate like the beauty of who they are. And uh, sometimes they don't, they don't see you in appreciation of that beauty. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard because you can have love for someone 
and want the best for them or you even even wish that you could be their best i think for me i'm very naive in a way of that i can love someone and i can love them forever um and the hardest part is when you see when when you don't have to be around the person and then you just see them unexpectedly and then they smile and then it's just like your heart just it just breaks all over again you know what i mean it it just yeah I, I wish I could explain it more than that. Um, and it, I've had to learn not to live in a Disney way of life um, because for me, all I ever wanted was just one woman. Just I wanted to grow old with her and sit on the porch and drink lemonade and watch our grandkids run in the yard. Very simple memory I've had um, or daydream since I've been about uh, 10 or 11 years old. Um, the dream used to still come to me um, as I got divorced. I don't. I don't really have that dream anymore. Um, I can still see the daydream, but I don't. There was times where I would go to sleep and I would dream, and it would just get a little bit more. And I would step out into the yard, and then I would pick up my grandkids, and I would sit there and hum a song to my wife. The hardest part about having a vision for a partner um, is is that sometimes the vision you have doesn't align with how the universe is set up and you got to take that and you got to understand it. It's not easy to understand sometimes though. (laughs) Um, And then, you know, back again, uh, the hardest of the next one, the hardest part of seeing you is when I have to leave. Goodbye always hurts when it leaves my lips. And I mean, it (laughs) ties into the last one. It's, you know, sometimes you see a person, you you like their energy, their energy is great. And then when you have to leave, it just hurts. Um, But goodbye has always been a hard problem for me because I think um, intuitively, since I was a kid, I have understood time on a scalable level. I understand exactly that time is precious and that we don't get a lot of it. And so when I have really great moments with someone, it's hard for me to walk away from it because I don't know if I'll get it again or when I'll get it again. And that's what I struggle with in goodbye. February 12th, I started working. Um, Once a place I enjoyed during the time I was employed, then the day came to depart a new day with a fresh start. I felt something was missing. I needed a proper closing. As I return, many have asked why I get to leave on my terms and I get to say goodbye. In the part, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, six stanza. So I'll read it from again, and I'm going to read it how I first wrote it. Once a place I enjoyed during the time I was employed, then the day came to depart. A new day with a fresh start. I felt something was missing. I needed a proper ending. I, I struggled in this poem if it was going to be ending or closing. I felt like closing in the end because, you know, it was a come to close for me here. And this is me going back to work for that company that laid me off. They had a little project for a good six weeks and God is good. The universe is good. Whatever you believe in, 
Because NEM has kept me busy for five weeks before I jettisoned to what I do now. And um, yeah, it, it, it was great. But another, um, the other poem that ties into it, a year apart, so much has transpired as I have listened this week. All of you have grown just as I have. It felt good to listen once again, learning about your challenges, even the new additions. As we reconnect, I am reminded of what I lost. It wasn't just my coworkers. Each store with each connection was gone in an instant. I learned that our connection had so much impact on my life, just as each of you have told me what I meant to you. I came back to write my own ship. I wanted to make my own terms. Each of you have shown me why I loved doing the job. It was, a, it was always about connecting with you. Thanks for the smiles and the tears, Goodbye will be tough to say, at least this way we both know that we will be okay. The caption I put is, I have smiled and I have cried. More importantly, I continue to learn and grow. Coming back and just seeing people and talking to them and then just being able to put finality on it, it felt good. Um, I never had that before. Um, and, and, and being on from another job, uh, another instance where it was just like lights out, boom. And then, yeah, you didn't have finality. Um, when you build relationships with people, it just makes it, it's just that important. And so um, I was very thankful to have that experience. Very, very thankful. And um, it was tough. It was tough to say goodbye. But it was so cool to hear about people who were having children whose children were getting older, who were getting, who were in new relationships, who were getting married. Um, it was so cool to hear people living because the problem that I have always experienced in my life is, is I, I, I don't really live. I'm doing this form of living where I work, I give a lot of my energy to the world, and then I just hermit. And um, it's because I need to recharge for what I do. At the end of the day, there's no one in this world who's going to take care of me but me. And so a lot of what I do is off of a survival mentality. And being a father, like I've got eight more winners. You know, um, once my son's grown, it, it, I'm not in the driver's seat of having to take care of his life. I might still have to help him out and do things, but it's not the same way as like what I'm doing now where everything comes from me. So it's not as important for me to be, um, uh, it is important to be happy. So I was, I was gonna say, it's not important to be, it is important to be happy, but I guess like I have to do what I have to do and surviving is the number one thing I have to do. I have to get to this place where you know, I raise them up to a certain point and that requires certain dedication. It's not easy. It's very difficult. And other people in my life make it hard for me. But I just try to do my best and I'm not as hard on myself like I used to be. Because, boy, I used to be really hard on myself. But we are coming to the end of, I guess, side A. We're going to flip and then dip and then come back. All right, so next poem. In my eyes, your beauty will always show. I'm not looking with my eyes. I'm looking for my soul. Some things that women don't understand when a man loves you. It's not looking at you. 
he sees you at a higher uh, frequency. And, um, you know, of course, you got to be physically attracted to somebody. But once you get to a stage where you love them, it becomes a bit different. The aging, the scars, this and that. Eh, it's not as it's not as important as um, you just being in their life. <laughs> okay, so I, I wrote a few poems to myself. This one was write a love poem to yourself. And I think this is the one that's the black man. Staring at your reflection in the mirror, I am taken back by your skin, the beauty that your smile sits in. As you look to start your day, I want to say you amaze me. I love how you smile. In the face of uncertainty at times, I get lost in your melanin. Head up, black man. The world can be cruel. I suggest that you love the skin that you are in. And, you know, it was, yeah, it was important to to write a love poem to myself. Because at times, you know, I don't give myself enough credit. And um, like I said, I get real down on myself. And that's just not good. <laughs> yeah, it's not good for anybody. Next poem. They enjoy the warmth his fire provides as he grows tired of sharing his light. He runs and hides away in darkness. Alone is where he resides. This speaks to that, that poem about interpretation, about me living up to what people think. A lot of people would take energy from me and think that they have the right to. And I started, what I call it is, I removed everyone from my circle. I removed them. And the only person that was there was really me in the middle. And you weren't going to have access to be able to get close to my inner circle. You could stand on the fringe. And that's where people are now. Because there are people in my life that are takers and they constantly were taking energy from me. And then there are people in my life who generally aren't takers and they were awesome people. But then because of how I walk, I think sometimes it's hard for them to walk near me because they don't really know where I stand or how I stand. And that makes it hard. I, I get it. I, I wouldn't, you know, want to be around somebody who makes me feel unsure as well. And that's one of the things I've learned is, is that for as much confidence as that I had to learn to acquire, there were a lot of people around me that I made feel not as confident, like where they stood in my life, what was their purpose. And I had to, I've had to learn that I have to give myself a bit more credit because I'm not good at that. Um, that I have an impact on people's lives more than I want to give myself credit for. And that when I am distant or removed, it makes them uneasy. <laughs> Another poem to connect to it. I have never felt the warmth of the group. That's why I sit alone in this booth. I wrote this sitting in a restaurant one day. Um, where was I at? I was near Gainesville, Florida. And um, this is actually when I took the job and I was training. I was with my training partner, but um, he was talking to his family and I actually um, was sitting alone eating my sandwich. And I just was thinking about it. I just, you know, typed it up real quick. Um, the backdrop of being on the road and, and being alone is just totally my type of thing. But it's partly because I'm just so used to it. <laughs> you know, I want to get to a day where I'm not. <laughs> Man, then I'll make me human, right? 
you aren't home and you aren't free. That's why these walls hold your grief. You know, um, I think it speaks to the loneliness. I think the older I get, I realize that I've done a really great job at building walls around me and making them impenetrable. And even the strongest people who can stand near them and who can, who are willing to sit with me, I've learned that I've made them weak too. And so um, there'll be a poem probably towards the end that kind of speaks to that. You know, I don't want to be this horrible person to the people who I call friends. Um, and I don't want them to feel like they're not loved because they are. It's just, you know, you've been, you've had to survive all this time. You have certain survival skills that they don't get. A lot of my friends or a lot of people who know me don't really understand how I've lived in a survival mode my whole life. And when you have to live like that, you learn at a basic primal age. You don't get to sit around and like whine and bitch. You just have to make a decision and go. And I'm really good at making decisions and go. Someone is fighting for their life as we complain about living. I'll give you a story on this one. I stepped into the elevator and met a woman in tears, her mother clinging to life. And she has come to say goodbye. Be thankful for what you have. You don't know what others have lost. One of the things I like to do, because I'm by myself a lot, you know, I like to say good morning. I like to speak to people. And I was just doing my normal thing on the elevator where I speak to a person. And this lady was telling me she was there to see her mom. And she had a really good spirit about it. She was happy to, to go to the Mayo Clinic and be with her mom. And I just thought, wow, you know, I think um, the hotel was horrible. I didn't, or I didn't like the hotel. And so it was just one of those things where it was, a, it was a perspective shift quickly. It made me go, you know, I, I'm in this hotel. It might not be the best experience for me, but guess what? Like it could be worse. I could be in a clinic clinging to my life, you know? So sometimes you, we all need a moment to where the universe kind of punches us in the chest and makes us go, be grateful for what you have because it could be worse. And that day really um, kind of woke me up, you know? Next one. The challenge of going forward, leaving certain elements behind at times feels like a daunting task. Take a deep breath. Remember, you are one man trying to find your way in the world. Go towards the unknown. The reward will be plentiful, leaving you with lessons that will guide your future. When the day comes to a close with the night breaking, don't get lost in what you don't have. Stay focused on what you have. Each day is another opportunity that you get to show how special you truly are. And, you know, once again, ties back into the last poem, ties to, into being grateful, ties into not getting so caught up with what you have going on that you don't take the time to be grateful for how amazing you are. And like I said, this year, a lot of it has been a lot of, I spent a lot of time self-reflecting and I've spent a lot of time quieting what I like to say the imposter 
as we all have, well, it's been proven that, you know, some people don't have an inner voice, but we have this inner voice that sometimes tells you, you look fat or you this, and it's really mean. And I've learned how to quell that voice into reminding me that it, that voice is supposed to work for me, not against me. And it spent a lot of time working against me. Another morning with yet another setback. In this moment, I become stressed, starting to blame myself for something I had nothing to do with. Then I remember, I get the chance to work through this. I could be fighting for my life with little to hope, little to no hope of survival. Then my smile returns, grateful that I am able to enjoy a beautiful day, even if it means the morning started slow. And the caption was, it's always a process of learning, dismantling what you've learned and learning again. Gratitude is the key. This was a morning I was in Jacksonville. My car was acting up and they had to fix it. Cost me some money. But literally it took me off of my plan. And I, I, I am a very punctual individual and I like to stick to plan. And so it really set a tone with me that, hey, sometimes you're going to get off the plan. But you can't get all down on yourself. Because in the end, it's just going to be another beautiful day and other great things to do. So in the end, I was able to, like I said, find the, the peace, find the appreciation and be grateful because um, that's what I needed. One of the days I got to go to the beach. Grateful for all the grace shown to me during this journey. I return to that place that makes me smile. Taking in a deep breath, I have calmed down. The smell of the salt, the water is clear and blue. Thankful for each moment when I get to return to you. Beautiful, beautiful day. April 16th, near the beach in Neptune Beach, Florida. Really just, I was there probably 10 minutes. Just heard the water, heard the birds. Just felt the sun's rays and it just really... Set the tone for my dad. I had a really good day that day. Mm. This is important in reflection as well this year. And so uh, this poem, the caption is saying no is often more powerful than saying yes. I'm proud that you have started to choose yourself. This isn't about anyone else, only about what you want. Your perspective has changed, affording you the grace to be in the moment. Enjoying what has been placed before you. I am proud of you. As you should remember those words, you have traveled far, even as you still have further to go. Choose yourself first. You are worth it. And that poem I write to any of you, anyone who ever hears this, it starts with you. I've said it for years. I've talked about putting myself first. But I'm telling you, boy, this year, I've been a selfish son of a gun. And at times it's been uncomfortable. At times it hasn't felt great. And at times it's felt really freaking good. Choose yourself first. You are worth it. Uh, This was April 28th. Um, This was in the spring when my son, um, he's playing for what would end up being the championship team. But there's a picture of him running, and it just kind of 
made me write this. We are running the same race, separate paths, trying to do it alone. My hope is that he knows how much I am proud of him, just as I must hold on to how proud he is of me. When tough moments arrive, I can't forget he believes in me just because I am me. And the caption is, the father is proud of his son as the son is proud of his father. The struggle I've had is, is that I wanted to be this dad that was always cool and always everyone wanted to be like him and kids love him. And um, I've got to see a lot more this year that that's actually how the world sees me. Um, I just don't give myself enough credit. You know what I mean? And because I don't give myself enough credit, I don't see it. But my son wants to be strong for me just as I want to be strong for him. And the cool thing about where our relationship is now is just that being who we are, we're just being. And that is so beautiful to be a part of. I got eight more winners and he's a grown man, but I am enjoying every fucking day I get with this young man. Next poem. My love for you will always show in my actions, but you should know I wish you the best wherever you go. Yeah, it's just one of those ways of saying, hey, you know, I can love you, but you got to go. <laughs> and that's just kind of how it goes. Many people have suffered before you was my caption. You know, like you, you ain't the only one. You ain't the first. You ain't the last. And it is what it is. Give me your grace as you always do. With your love, I will find my way through. I know I was somewhere one day and I just felt the weight of everything on me. And I was just like, I just need grace. And then it's these moments that I remember that the universe continues to bring something towards me and preparing me for the greatness. And I just have to walk into it and not run from it. June 6th, um, you know, something that I, that I do every year, you know, I always write to Lucas around um, his death date, which, you know, a celebration of life was on my birthday. So um, <clears throat> time fast approaches until the day you ascend it. I will never forget the call. It was unexpected. At times, it still feels like it was yesterday. As the fourth year approaches to the day, when my life changed in so many ways, <clears throat> asleep, I began to awake on that day. From all of your encouragement, I couldn't hear, knowing that you were no longer here. The world wasn't as bright as we would begin to miss your light, leaving us with your love through your mom. She has been helpful to keeping the calm with her kind words and the constant praise. It has helped me focus my gaze on the things that keep me productive as I've been appreciative of her love and her encouragement. It has helped me and is, and is significant. The same way as if you were still here, I miss you, old friend. I can't believe it's been another year. Well, you got your you got your first tears out of me. <laughs> I love and miss you, old friend. And his birthday's coming up at the end of the month. And 
I have to get right now, Matt. Been four years, and um, it just feels like it was yesterday, you know? He was a good man. But um, as I remember, I know that he is he is tearing up some concerts on those stars. And he lived his life full. Full. I aspire to live it that full as well. The caption on this next one, be brave enough to trust your own voice. The day approaches as you feel a sense of loss. You have always wanted so much in this life, and yet you haven't taken it. I remind you of your promise to yourself. It started with being uncomfortable, as it was the vehicle for discovery. You have started off well eh, and got a little distracted. It's time to get back to the task. It will be painful and arduous, yet it can be achieved. Remember the light is found in the darkness. Don't allow your comforts to stop you from enjoying how beautiful you can be. It's up to you to change your reality. And really, like I said, by now I'm in mid-swing of work. I'm doing a lot of work. I'm on the road a lot. And I really wasn't um, sticking to that, to that um, promise of being uncomfortable. I was tucking myself in, as I do sometimes, very easy for me to kind of tuck in and I had to do a better job about not doing that. And so that was, that was me kind of checking myself and going, okay, let's get back to, let's get back to the program, you know? Let's get back to the program. Which is important. I tell anybody you, you gotta you gotta be able to call yourself out sometimes. You gotta be able to be honest with yourself too. Cause if you can't do that, then what are you doing? Uh, chapter thirty-seven. It's my birthday. The year started with so many questions to be answered that I realized I didn't have to solve everything in one day. <laughs> Taking the time to calm myself, focusing on each task at hand. The first would be to find my balance. I was no longer in a place in which I could afford to be unbalanced. My smile returned, giving me a renewed focus. I have been freed from the shackles that I put on myself. No longer chained to how the world sees me. Thank you for every tough moment and all the good ones. Being in that hospital bed helped push me past my limitations. I hear you loud and clear. I won't miss any more opportunities you allow to me. If you allow me to travel another 365 days around the sun, I will remain grateful for all of the opportunities you lay before my feet. Each passing day will be amazing, even in defeat. To experience life in a time in which I can choose, choosing the path I want, not allowing my path to be picked. The freedom is frightening and yet refreshing. Stepping into the uncomfortable has been a challenge. Fighting that voice inside that tells me to turn back as I walk, into the unknown during a cold night. I can feel the warmth and even though I can't see the light, no longer moving by sight, I move by my will. I will allow all of your blessings, no longer running into myself, running towards the unknown, I will find my peace. Happiness is within me. I'm gonna say this here 
So it, it's put out and it's going to sound weird. But the thing about my life is that I can see things and sometimes I can't explain them to like normal people. Like what I'm going to say, like the vision of how I saw this year of how I was going to get to a place of being able to face the uncomfortable was imagine yourself in this nice little cottage, a nice little house, fire. You've got everything you need in there. Okay. But it's only room enough just for you. Um, and so within that light, it, it, it allows certain comforts, certain comforts that don't give you everything that you need, want, and desire. Because the truth is your brain or how you live or how you process, you're, you're growing. And because you're growing, um, you need more. For me growing up, needing more wasn't a real thing. You, you can't need more. You have to be content with what you have. And what I've learned over the last 12 months is, is that we do grow. We do evolve. And part of that evolution is knowing when you have to leave your cocoon and, and, and fully bloom. And what I have felt about this year is my mind state has been a metamorphosis. I'm come, I've come out of that cocoon and I've started to really sprout into what I want to be. And this poem elicits this thought process of leaving that very warm space and walking into the night air because I can see a light in the, in the, in the clear. I can see a light I know and I, and I know that there's something there for me. But to do it, I can't see the forest. I can't see the trees. I can't see anything but my two feet. And I have to trust that the universe is taking me where I'm supposed to be because the light that I see in the distance, it's being prepared for me. And it's in a, it, to get there, I have to do some uncomfortable things. I have to go into this uncomfortable place. But if I can stick to it and I do it, well, the reward will be plentiful because happiness will be within reach. So, yeah. <laughs> Day after my birthday. Accept yourself as being exactly the way you are supposed to be in this moment. Me telling myself that you have to know who you are. And then at the same time, you have to learn to accept certain things. Can't be, can be beaten on yourself. I circumvent connection even as I crave it. The thing I want the most, I keep far away from me. All because I orchestrated it, doing all of this as a deflective response, simply because I don't feel I belong. The whole time I've been loved making a difference to many, I just had to open my eyes to see what is right in front of me. And that's the thing. It was I said it before, like I had a vision of how people would bring me adulation or bring me cheers or validation. And um, a lot of times I don't get that parade or I don't get that really pat on the back. It's people who see me, who notice me. And then one day they may say something to me in passing. And I'm a person who has always needed reassurance, 
But the difference in where I'm going is I have decided to throw reassurance in the trash can. I've decided to say, you know what? Reassurance is really not my thing. It's not going to get me to where I want. Reassurance to me is the, the small cottage that is very comfortable. And the palace that I seek doesn't come from a place of reassurance. It comes from a place of abundance. It becomes a mentality where I know that I have value because I exist and that I don't have to do certain things to elicit that response of value. Um, I, I live in abundance, so that's my value. And it's taken, it, it took me 37 years, but it's helped, it's really changed my perspective to where when bad things happen to me, I'll, I'll, I might get frustrated for a minute and then I'll just go, you know what? Maybe that wasn't meant for me. This is where I need to go. And you know what? At the end of the day, this happened for me. It's, it's really helped me take the toxic positivity and throw it in the trash and actually have a really good spirit because it's rooted in abundance. Caption here. You can't please everyone. <laughs> Taken for granted at times, used and abused, that was my walk when I allowed you to choose. Now I leave this all to you. As I begin to see my light, I realize I don't belong in this fight. It's me basically saying, hey, you know, like, for those of you, it goes back to the interpretation. It's kind of a theme. This year has been themed in me truly stepping into my light. And however intense that light is, however warm it is, if you don't like it, I don't really care. I don't, I don't care. I don't care how it makes you feel. I don't care what you think. I only really care about where I'm going. It's just that simple. We're going to get one more in and then we're going to switch another side. Time marches on as you stand in place waiting for that perfect day. Leave this thought. You must begin the walk to the un to that unknown place. Leave behind anything that gets in your way. Articulate what you believe in. And so this is this is me calling to myself again, saying, "Hey, look, you know, you know, you got to take the walk. Take the walk. Get up, go." And um, it it has been it's been a <laughs> it's been an interesting journey. It's been tough. I won't say it's been easy because there are times where I just, I don't feel like I'm enough, but I refuse to live in that reassurance uh, lifestyle anymore. I, I, I choose abundance. I choose peace. I choose happiness. And so, yeah, we just keep walking in the dark because I don't need to see the trees, the forest. I don't need to see the leaves. All I need to do is see my two feet. That's what keeps me going. All right, next poem. I don't need to look for inspiration. I already have it. I got so busy with the work, I forgot to let it out. Stop sharing it. I have cleared my mind, quieted all of the noise. The words have returned. I started using my pen again. Caption is, meaning is just attention, appreciation, and involvement with details. It was never that I stopped writing, because I didn't. Um, really, it was more about you know, sharing. Um, I was writing a bunch of stuff, but I just, I remember because I, I was in South Georgia. Where was that specifically? Was I in Valdosta? Oh, was I in Tifton? I can't remember exactly where I was, but I did a project for work and I had to go to South Georgia. 
and I was sitting at um, the Chick-fil-A. I was eating breakfast and I just was like, I wrote this there and I said, you know, because I had been writing stuff and I was reading it. A lot of times when I, if I eat breakfast, I read a lot of poetry or I read a lot of stuff. And I was just reading some of the stuff I had written over months that just wasn't posting. And I was like, yo, what are you doing? And then I just, I wrote this piece of work. Always keep going. If you are a creative, always keep creating. You know, um, it is the greatest gift that we've been given. To not create is a disservice to the talents. It's not about monetization. It's not about, um, it's not even about people enjoying your art. It's about you being able to express yourself because in the end, when I express myself, I feel lighter. I'm not as heavy and um, I'm, I'm definitely happier. So yeah. The caption on this one is anger, the part of you that knows your worth. It loves harder for you than anyone else could. Just make sure you keep it in check. The poem. You have been angry. Of course you've learned how to regulate it. You thought anger was weakness when really it's love. It's the part of you that always believes in you and knows you deserve better. When people trample across your feelings without thinking how it makes you feel, you don't know of its love. You have waved off its claims, seeking to move forward, seeking gains. Maybe that's why you push everyone away. You aren't comfortable receiving praise. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had to learn that anger is not a bad thing. It took me back to when I left the hospital and just there was a part of me that associated bad things with certain and I locked it up like the truth, telling people the truth, being completely honest with them and transparent. A lot of times growing up, there was a bad it was always a bad connotation associated with that because people did not like my responses. So I learned to kind of tuck that in. Well, what I learned about my anger is a lot of time I would get so angry and then I would be trying to stuff it back down. Like, Oh, and then I just learned that, you know what, when you really look at it, like it's the part of you that really knows you. And when people bullshit you or people lie to you, it gets pissed for you before you can. And stuffing it down is not the best way to deal with it. You've learned to regulate it, but you have to learn how to process it. And that's the difference. I've learned how to cope or survive it. But I've had to learn how to go, okay, that person is an idiot. That person is this. But you know what? What are we going to do? Or what, you know, I always talk in we because I, I feel like my inner soul outside of, you know, I just feel like two people sometimes. So it sounds weird. But what I'm trying to say is I had to learn that I can make choices for myself and I can do certain things and it doesn't. I don't have to let anger control me and I do not have to let myself not feel the anger that I have. I have to process it, take it in for what it is and be honest with myself. Cause if I lie to myself, it's only going to fester.
Ooh, I had to get some water. All right. Caption, you don't have to prove anything. Each story has its twists and turns. We all need to lift ourselves as the main character in the story through tragedy or triumph. Someone becomes the victim, and so there must be a villain. This really came from me, you know, as I was taking my walk and just seeing people. I had a lot of conversations with friends, even family, where people just felt a certain type of way about um, how I was moving. And that the funny thing about it is every one of them who, who didn't know each other, every one of them felt the same way. Every one of them saw me as the villain in the story as they were depicting it and not understanding that every story doesn't work that way. Both people can be the villains. Both people can be the victim. Nobody can be a villain. You know, I, I think that people, back to that interpretation, people get used to what you give them and what they can get from you. And when you change it, then there becomes a problem. And you just, like I said, I don't need your reassurance because I live in abundance. I, so if I don't need your reassurance, what are you doing for me outside of trying to create a, a really healthy relationship? If you're not trying to do that, then I don't need you. Some people don't you know, like that response, but I don't really give a shit. I'm seeking the palace because I've lived in the prison so long. I need to get to a place where happiness resides within me, where peace resides within me. And that's the light that I seek. And I just said that I did not. That's not a poem. I, I should write that down, actually. But yeah. Caption is, this world can be cruel. There is a battle between the person I am trying to become and the person that I that I have to be to survive. And this speaks to the core of like my life of... And this walk, I'm learning, oh, man, I'm really struggling with just trying to thrive and not flipping myself back into a survival mode. Because there's times where the easier thing for me to do is just survive and not stand up. But I've had to stand up a little bit more for myself because I'm worth it. And I know I'm worth it. So let's not try to survive here. But then there's times where you have to close your mouth and survive. And so... Um, it's kind of unlearning, relearning, and trying to thread a path where abundance is number one, not reassurance. And this one I wrote to myself, you matter to me, was the caption. I realize why I sit alone in moments when I'm not in control, when I want something so bad with it just out of my grip. Frustration sets in leaving me to turn inward with my thoughts. The imposter regains his power as he starts to awaken. He leaves me powerless to my existence, causing me to forget everything I built. I am lost once more, left to question if I am good enough. Once the light shines upon my face, as I look into the sky, the darkness that pulls me down starts to lose its control over me, leaving me to remember that I have always been enough. I am more than worthy. Take a deep breath. Let us see that beautiful smile. You are amazing to me. You have always mattered. And so like I talked about before with the imposter, um, there's times where he can be recharged. And he was at a point because I started to kind of like, oh, you, what are you really doing? You ain't really doing it. You know, and it, because I become impatient, I become impatient with the light I'm going to, the, the new place, that's that palace that's being built for me. The easiest thing to do is to turn and go back to what I know. But you know what? I've known that for 37, 36 years. 
it's time to go try to know something else because in the end, what am I going to gain by staying in my comfort? Nothing. It's going to be the same thing. But I don't want the same thing. I want more. So if I want more, I have to bust my ass to get to it, right? It's common sense, but if your brain, if, if you're not really focused to it, you can't see it. And that's the greatest thing about this year, about kind of how my perspective has shifted completely. That imposter doesn't get to knock on my door like he used to. He's he's really been minimized. And um, it's a beautiful thing. Because I feel happier because of it. I feel like whatever I'm enjoying or I'm doing, I really do enjoy. And I'm not waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, like I tend to do. Um, I got to see a friend. Uh, I hadn't seen her since our last job. And, you know, our both of our jobs brought us to Jacksonville. And we went to dinner. And um, the caption was, it doesn't matter how far we travel. We have made memories all across this country. We picked up where we left off until next time. And it, the poem is, time has marched on. We are both advancing in our new roles. As we enjoy this dinner, laughs ring out of this booth. It was nice to catch up. Even better getting to see you. Moments like these are unexpected blessings. It was a pleasure to see you once again. And I, I, I try not to name drop a lot, but Danielle, um, it was so great to see her. Like I, a friendship that I never expected to have. Uh, she speaks her mind. That's one of the greatest qualities about her. She is authenticity to the to the core. And but she's a she's a hoot, man. She will have you crying, laughing. And it was just so cool to be able to. Um, to, to grab some dinner with her and, and just catch up. And it was nice. It was nice. There's not a lot of times where I would take time to treat myself. Um, I tend to run, run, run when it comes to the work when I'm out of town. And that was a moment to just kind of sit and enjoy. So it, it was cool. The letter to my inner self. Another, another poem I'm writing to myself here. The time has come for you to listen, sit down, and pay attention. To everything that I'm about to say, you are amazing in every way. Your level of care and compassion causes others to pay attention. Stop thinking because you aren't shown, showered with adulation, that people don't see your attraction. You have always been amazing, all because no one will stop you from achieving what you set your sights towards. They don't understand you seek love, not awards. Remember, this isn't about anyone but you. The time to stand in your truth is long overdue. Quiet the voice inside that seeks disruption. Continue forging ahead to your next evolution in which you write love letters to yourself instead of putting your heart up on a shelf. Mm. That last four, I got to read again. Quiet the voice inside that seeks disruption. Continue forging ahead to your next evolution in which you write love letters to yourself instead of putting your heart up on a shelf. Let me tell you about this poem, <laughs> a letter to my inner self. It was me really for all the work. I, I could finally see it. It was kind of a moment of, okay, I'm in the forest and I can now see the trees. Whereas before, I couldn't. Couldn't see the trees. I couldn't see the forest. I could only see my two feet. I can see now. The light is piercing in between these trees. And I can see myself for who I am. And the world may not tell me that I'm beautiful or I'm great. And I don't need that. 
I need to be truthful to myself and I need to show love to myself. And that's what we're going to do. And oh man, I, I love that poem. I love it. I love it. Uh, next poem caption, ask yourself why you have the urge to run when someone tries to get close. <laughs> I wanted to be a part of something to pour into it and have that reciprocated. The one thing I always wanted was the one thing I always feared. I didn't believe I could achieve it. What happens if I accomplish this task? What happens if I actually get to be happy by my own nature? I've pushed myself away from the table and it comes back to this thought of like, I've always wanted this for so long that I've been my own agent of chaos. Me and my friend talk about this a lot about self-sabotage. I, there are times this year where the imposter, I quieted that imposter, but there was another part of me that knows how to sabotage myself. And I would start to kind of do it like, uh, and then I would have to go, that's not what we're here to do. That's not what we're doing. And so uh, it, it, like I said, it's been an interesting year because I've had to numerous times really stop myself and check in with myself and say, wait a minute, you're turning around. I thought we were supposed to be going towards the light. And that's this is another time. <laughs> he is the light is the caption. I hear of moments in which people aren't kind to him. It reminds me of how I am. He forgets how much he is loved and how he is seen. He forgets that he is the light. People look to him and would steal from him if he allows it, telling him that he wasn't enough. When he was always more than enough, the light lives within him. It doesn't come from the connections he fosters. It shines brighter because of them. Let me tell you about this poem here. I wrote this because my son, there was a teacher telling me about, you know, some kids that were trying to be mean to him. And he kind of ended up telling me about it too, but he didn't care. Um, you know, of course, when people hurt your feelings, it's not cool, but, um, he carried on, but you could tell like, uh, it's kind of frustrating him a bit. So it's just one of those things. But I remember one of my friends was like, man, that poem speaks to me, but you know what? It speaks to you. He says, cause that's how I see you. And so it's crazy because it's like, that's what I mean about the poem I talk about. We're running the same race. You know, between my son and I, we, we have a walk that's very intrinsically similar. Uh, the only difference is he will never have to walk the walk that I've had to fully walk because um, I'm making sure of that. But we just have a way in the world to be the light. And I'm very thankful to be the light just as I'm thankful he is the light. Aqua. I was disappointed and then I turned in, attacking the one person that I should always defend. The imposter rises, taking shape and speaking lies. I felt lost, needing someone to help. Wipe the tears from my eyes. Then I was listening as you spoke. My laugh returned. Thankful I get to continue on this long walk. Like I said, the imposter has tried to rise a few times. You know, he's tried and he, it's what he does. But there's something in me this year that truly gets it. 
that every time that he tries to take shape and things like it's like watching like a cartoon show and the bad guy has this plan and he keeps he thinks he's got him this time and it's like no like i understand my anger is my purest form of love but i must make sure that i am controlling it um i understand that the imposter doesn't seek to work with me, but work against me. I understand that I have a tendency to be my own chaos agent. And the only way that I've learned to not be that person is to love myself more and to show myself um, incredible amounts of love and not be afraid to do that. Goodbye, July. Another sunrise in a different city as I rise in another hotel bed. A smile breaks as I reflect on such an exhausting month. A few weeks ago, I was just asking for this month to end. Yesterday, as I finished my day, I saw a picture from last year. On this day, I was laying in a hospital bed, not sure if I would see another day. I'm reminded of that experience and what I promised myself leaving the hospital. Slow down and to put myself first. This month has been an example of me not living up to that promise. I need to slow down and take my time. I want to smile each day as I have lived my purpose, not focused on goals or targets, just experimenting and growing into the person who I want to be, never saying let this month end, instead of smiling for the journey ahead. And so another another moment of, all right, slow down. Take, you know, the thing is, the work has been a lot. It's been plentiful. And, you know, we're trying things and we're doing things. And um, I enjoy the work I do. It's fun. Um, I sell spirits now. I work for a spirit supplier. And the world of spirits <laughs> is, is very interesting. Um, and my territory is, let's see, if you round tripped it, well, I mean, the west side of it's 300 the other the east side of it's 300 from where i'm at so literally it's what 600 miles you know i mean it's not it hasn't been easy because you know learning and trying to work with people who don't want to work with you it, it's been, it been easy it, it really has been a challenge sometimes in the job just because of like i'm used to working in partnerships where everybody had a vested interest. And in this one, it's different because as a supplier, we know what we're trying to sell, but the distributors who work with us, they don't seem to carry our same mission. So it makes it a lot harder. But through all that, I still have to remember that the personal mission that I set for myself is way more important than the commerce that I do. Morning breaks as the sun rises. I wanted to see your smile. As I avoid those who seek to make me smile, I only seek your company. Anyone else with some luxury, in which I didn't need. That is why I have returned to a place away from everyone, as I deserve to sit alone for my lack of discernment and the negligence that led from it. This is speaking to, you know, a certain person that, Sorry, I needed some agua. A certain person that continues to permeate my existence. Um, 
and just feeling like I'm not making the right choice there. But I, it's, it's me calling myself out to say, you know, you can, you can move forward. And the truth about this person is everything that I've went through this year doesn't call me back to them. Um, at times they have entered the fray. And so because of that, I'm like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's not necessarily be so bad if they're around. And I'm just remembering that <laughs> there's a reason why they're not supposed to be around. <laughs> and unlike previous versions of myself that really wanted to know the answer of why, why, I don't give a damn. I'm going to the light. And whatever's at that light for me, that's what the fuck's meant for me. Anything before the light, eh, you can walk with me. You don't want to walk with me? Bye. <laughs> yeah. And so this this kind of caps it off. Love would never be enough to captivate your eye as you would have me run behind you till I die. In a race with no clear winner, I remember that love alone won't be enough to get us across the finish line. It doesn't matter how much a person loves you. If they're not willing to do the work, it ain't going to matter. And that's just the truth about it. It's just what it is. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> Can't fool anyone on that. Caption is, you don't need to be good. You need to be whole. I want to go to a place where no one knows my name. That way I am free to be who I want without having to live up to those to the expectations set by those who don't even understand that where I'm going, it isn't made for them. It's a place made just for me. This was a day where I got frustrated because I'm trying to have a conversation with someone. They're getting frustrated at me because I'm not living up to what they want me to live up to. And I just wanted to disappear. The thing about this is this was a call to action to remind me that I'm not here to disappear. I'm here to, to be and I deserve the space that I'm in. And so with that, it was this poem, which I told myself to let go, is to feel can be agonizing as I wouldn't have it any other way. To feel can be rewarding when my smile returned on this day. It was me processing those emotions instead of pushing them down or trying to regulate them that made me realize, like, hey, we've been through so much and we're going to be fine. So let that go and let's keep going forward. Caption is, don't let anyone convince you that pleasure is a sin. I'm reminded of the moments as I lie awake in the middle of the night, wanting your body pressed against mine. As you look into my eyes, I'm trying to escape, running away to hide. As your gaze pierces into my soul, I'm afraid because I've lost control, swept up in the ways of your love. <laughs> It's hard when you love someone and you want them and you just want their, their body. You want them more than they understand. But you've always had to be on guard. So you physically and maybe even emotionally don't show them that. That has been the restriction. And so the cool thing about where I'm going is I'm going to a place where I don't have to be restrictive in that. I can be as free as I need to be because um, – I spent a lot of time shackled to this thought of trust and hurt from it and 
if you give too much, people will break you. And now I understand that I can give people me. And if they break me, you know, then they're just a crappy person. But to have the experience is everything. And I can't limit myself from those experiences because if I do, I'm only chaining myself to a narrative that I don't want. So I believe this is going to be, this is going to be the last poem before we switch to the last side and we'll be done. You shall never be alone as long as you remember to reach out from your center, accepting the love that has been bestowed upon you, rejecting the thoughts that plague you and steal joy from your life, causing you to turn inward as you believe you are a burden and you are actually the gift. You are the gift. That's the caption. And the, the thing about that is, is that it's me realizing, hey, once again, you have been telling yourself or the world's been telling you that you weren't anything and you weren't enough for some Sorry about that. For some time. Got excited. I was hitting buttons. Um, and the truth is that that has all been a farce. You've always been enough. But more than being enough, you are a gift because the light that you have is so pure and so warm that anyone who gets to stand in it is to feel the warmth of its beauty. So I'm going to wrap this and then we're going to move into the last side. All right. I believe this will be the last slide. If not, the next one's the last slide. But here we want to move to the next poem. Uh, the caption, a seat has been prepared for me. I understand that, so I continue working to arrive at its destination. Many want to understand my walk, and that is all right. I could say so many things or just sit and reflect alone. There would be tears that would flow as I have held tight my scars from all of those moments in which they deny me a voice to speak or the moments my frustrations caused me to weep. I refuse to give up as I know there is a beautiful garden overlooking a beach that waits for me. And what I'm saying is, is that I understand where I'm going. I understand what's being prepared for me in a way of like, I, I mean, I, know, I might not necessarily know what, what it entails all the way, but um, I understand that for me to, to get there, I have to stay on my path. And by staying on that path, I'm going to get exactly what I want. And that's the palace. It's the palace. I'm going to leave, you know, the comforts of this prison that I've learned to conform to. And I'm going to have this beautiful palace that's going to have so many beautiful things that I will always be fulfilled. Caption is love is a practice. I have learned to meet people at their trauma. Once you get to know them in that space, you can start to understand why they act the way they do. This is important because I've had to learn it about my parents, my sister. I've had to learn it about my ex-wife, uh, friends. I've had to learn that, you know, people, when you, we're all puzzle pieces. And so when a person puts you in a certain piece, they expect you to stay in that place. When you start to evolve, sometimes <laughs> it may be too much for them to handle. And they may, they may reject the notion of that. They may try to get you to conform to being what they want you to be. And um, it's important to understand their trauma because you can understand the triggers. You can understand when sometimes you need to just close your mouth 
because they can't help that they're not as intelligent emotionally about a situation. It actually helps me navigate better relation, better relationships with my mother and my father because I know exactly what to say and what not to say to cause them to stir. Caption, you are allowed to be happy. At times, I have needed to be present, not by listening, but actually being present and not absent. To dispense of my presence has been the hardest task. Know that I love you all, but expectations I no, I no longer can mask, as it takes so much energy to be reasoning or an ear. I recharge in the cloak of darkness every time I disappear. To hear the disappointment in your voice, I well up with tears. It's why I keep my distance. As I have started to fear that being your friend causes more damage, making all my efforts of good seem insincere. I love my friends very much. And at times I've had to make certain decisions this year selfishly for myself that did not work for them. This day in particular, what I was writing about, though, was um, my friend, he just got married. And I couldn't make the bachelor party. We had some some things at work that kind of held me over. And I was going to make the wedding. I did. We had a wonderful time. But I know he wanted to have fun and, you know, just one of the last times as a single man, not a single man, but as before he was married, that, you know, we could do that. And I wanted to do that with him. And I couldn't. And I could just hear it in his voice and it just really made me sad. Like, I just, I felt like I let him down. And I had a moment where I got emotional about it. And then I thought to myself, but this is, this is life and this is how it goes. You can't make things sometimes. You got to move on. And I did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's life. There are things that I have to get done, and there are things that are important to me. So it is what it is. But I am thankful for his love and his friendship. And it, it, he was understanding. He's like, oh, no, I'm just glad you came to the wedding. And he's like, it sucks that you didn't get to enjoy it. But, you know, I love you. And I think that was most important. The poem in its totality speaks to a larger issue of, I've had plenty of friends that we've had these instances. I couldn't make certain events or things or that. Hell, I got a friend right now that we reconnected this year and I need to, I really want to sit down with him. And I just, I've been so incredibly busy at work. And when I'm not working, it's about Ryan. You know, and I hadn't even really, spent time trying to go out and, and date like, and I, cause that, that's really something that I'm trying to focus on the, the happiness and that like find a partner. So I can't be mad at myself because I've been working on myself, growing myself and, and working my ass off. And sometimes the margins are, are very minimal and you, you piss people off. It is what it is. Um, I try to be honest and I just want to be the best version of who I can be. It's not always easy though. The caption. 
Oh, there's no cap. It's just a heart. I don't look for the stars in a woman's eyes. I look for what's beyond the stars to find what lies within me. That is what I seek, even as I need your touch pushing forward without your love. This was another one I was just, you know, <laughs> for those people who think I need them, are those women who believe that that's because we've had history. It's like, no, babe, <laughs> you have no idea where I'm going. And because of what's prepared for me, I have the strength and the overwhelming courage to push myself into a place that, well, <laughs> you will not understand. And then, oddly enough, <laughs> I wrote this. Because <laughs> uh, be, I'm telling you, I'll be having the moments, man. Be having these moments where I'll be like in and out of love or like in a lovey feeling. Um, I felt like this year has been more about transformation and just understanding of who I'm trying to be wasn't about love necessarily it was just about me but this to me is beautiful and it's really what I for my next partner I would want them to know uh, as this poem reads if you show me your heart I promise to make it my home <laughs> beautiful huh yeah I got it I, you know your boy got it in him and then the last one of what you'll get in the lost episode five, the caption, if you can't change your environment, change yourself instead. My expectations are chained to my own actions as I seek growth and abundance. I won't be distracted by those who, who will disappoint me. This will be the exercise in which I evolve. This happens by standing in the uncomfortable even though it feels awkward. I'm excited for what it will bring. And, you know, to end it on that, it, that's been the theme. You've heard it over this time recording this episode. It's been about the unknown, the, um, the awkward, the uncomfortable. It, it really has been about standing in it and not running from it. And I will, I will say here today, I'm so proud of what I've went through and what I've learned. And I'm so proud that my willpower has always been strong, but I'm not just, I'm not just existing off of that willpower alone. Um, I'm actually trying to create a rhythm in which I can exist and I can love and be who I need to be. And I'm so so thankful for it and what the possibilities will bring to me. So I, um, I'm very thankful to be able to record this episode. I know I recorded it early, but I just, I felt excited to record. I haven't, the truth is I haven't really recorded since, um, I think I didn't post anything since, um, I moved. And it just was because really I've been busy at work. I really haven't, I've created even, even my photography suffered a bit, you know, like I, I got to get back to that. And that's really what the next stage of it is. Like we, I, I know um, about 
the uncomfortable, but I have to make sure that I'm still finding balance. It's the only thing that, uh, you know, I, I still need to work on. I don't have balance here the way I need. And so, um, yeah, we're going to keep working. We're going to keep doing what we need to do. Year in episode will be coming soon enough. Um, any other poems that, that come in that, I will read them in that um, because I'm not going to wrap them into the Lost Episode 6. I'm just not. Um, the Lost Episode 6 will come as far as whatever poems come from next year. And that's just how I look at it going forward. There'll be one Lost Episode every year for the poems that I write until I don't write them anymore, until there's no more Lost Episodes. I never thought that they would get to five. I never thought that we would even get past one. And here we have our fifth one. So if you've listened to this one, go back and listen from one all the way to here. And I try I try to give you what the poems come from. I try to give you a, a deeper look into the artistry of them. And I'm so thankful that I can continue to find inspiration to write them. So uh, like I said, JDR Creatives, it's on Instagram. You can go there. You can read uh, every one of these poems that was read uh, is up. There are also some poems from previous years that are up as well. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just so thankful to to be doing what I'm doing. And I want to write more. I want to record more. And I want to uh, photog more. So we're going to keep working. Be awesome. And just remember, you are amazing. You are beautiful. And you are loved. She knows it. I would like to take the time to thank you for joining this jam talk for today. That's it. That's the end. There's no, nothing else to say. Go back to your, your regularly scheduled program. She knows it. <laughs>